Welcome back to the Where It Happens podcast, where we give you a seat at the table for the future of business. I'm here with Greg. We've got a special episode for you today. Welcome. We're going to be talking about Twitter, the CEO change, what it means, and maybe a little Web3 angle to go create some change at Twitter. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned. You're going to love it. I hate banking. Most banking products suck. So when I was starting all these new businesses and going on this new adventure, I turned to Mercury. Mercury is banking for founders by founders. They make everything so easy in a beautiful, elegant design. There's free wires, virtual and physical debit cards. They even have a raising platform where they will connect you with other investors out in the ecosystem. Have you tried Mercury? I have. And let's be honest, when you log into traditional banking websites and apps, it's hideous. When I go into Mercury, it's like a walk in the park. So I love using it, it feels fresh, and I can't use anything else. You should definitely check it out at mercury.com. It will completely change the game for your banking experience. I guarantee it. CapChase is the financing solution for fast-growing startups. Their main product, CapChase Grow, allows you to tap into future revenue today so that you can reinvest in your business and scale more quickly. There's not a lot of paperwork, and it's easy to set up and get started on. You don't have to waste time with fundraising, and there's no dilution ever. To get started today, go to capchase.com room. Capchase scales with you, allows you to grow faster. Go get it today. So from time to time, we're going to have to do, just because of some pressing thing that has happened, a special episode. Just jump on 15, 20, 25 minutes max and just go jam on something that has just recently happened that we feel like we need to talk about because it's very pressing and it matters. You're all trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. So we're just going to jump on and jam. Today is one of those times and it's going to be the first time we do it, but we're going to be talking about Twitter CEO change. New CEO, big news, um, Parag. Agarwal. Agarwal. Yeah, He's getting announced. New, yeah, Jack stepped down. He was the founder and CEO, right? And then yeah. he, he'd left, yeah. I think, right? Mm -hmm. Then he came back, interim CEO, and then CEO again. Yeah. And then he was CEOing two publicly traded companies, Square and Twitter, which is like pretty odd. I don't know if there's <laughs> anyone else who does that. And then all of a sudden we wake up and this former CTO, Parag, Agarwal yep. is now the CEO. And I know you have spent a lot of time thinking about Twitter. Um, you were on CNBC the, you know, last week um, talking about it. So curious what you think about it. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been Start following there. this for a while. So <clears throat> I think it's a really interesting situation. You have basically like you need to, to understand this move and to understand what it means for the business and for the stock, I think you need to kind of go back in time a little bit. So obviously you mentioned it, Jack was founder and CEO, left, came back, was running this alongside Square, has a lot more control over Square. So that's one piece of context. Square, I think he has majority voting control, a lot more equity value sitting in it. Twitter has become, yeah, it's been around for a really long time. Can we it's talk a, about that for a second? Yeah. So like. Does Jack even care about like is he does he care about the equity value cuz I don't think he I think he cares about the control. I, I think the I control don't know. matters. I think to him like if you go if you look at what Jack cares about now it's like web3 and crypto and bitcoin specifically. Yeah. And I just feel like he probably just 
didn't want to run a social networking website app anymore. Yeah, and it's become increasingly a political headache, right? Yeah. So Twitter has become more and more cumbersome. It's not probably like the fun early stage startup tech company that it once was. Square still has that very entrepreneurial aspect. They're doing a lot of cool things in Bitcoin. They're doing a lot of cool things in Web3 and crypto. So I agree with you. I mean, I think it's become a headache. So there's probably some piece of it that's motivated by that. He really did want to step down. But I think the really interesting thing to talk about here is like, the impact of the activist investor um, that has been involved. So Elliott Management um, came in, I think it was like in 2020, basically put out a letter saying Jack had to step down, had to focus on Square, they should let someone just focus on Twitter. Because it is weird running two big public companies as CEO. They felt like it was being mismanaged as a result. So they came in, they said that. The compromise that Twitter reached with these guys, um, it was Silver Lake and, and Elliott Management, was take two board seats, we'll focus more on growth, we'll focus more on revenue optimization, and basically that was kind of like a, a truce um, at the time. Fast forward to today, you're in a world where Twitter really hasn't made a ton of progress on the revenue optimization, especially around direct response advertising. So for people that don't know, in the social networking world, Facebook, Snap, all these other players, direct response advertising is like the highest profit ad platform you could have. And that's all about generating a direct response. So that's like, you get an ad, you click click on it to buy whatever the thing is. It requires really good targeting and it's really good profit margins. Twitter has historically had a just abysmal ad stack and really very poor direct response advertising um, split. So for most platforms, it's like, I think 80-20, direct response versus brand advertising. Twitter is like the opposite. It's 20% direct response. And they've never been able to make a platform that is better for direct response advertising. Although to, to their... Um, like I will say that Twitter does monetize better than Snap and Discord on a per user on basis. On a per user basis. Yeah. 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 So we, that we got to give yeah. them some credit. Yeah. Well, and, and they've improved. They've improved yeah. to some extent. I'm actually. I mean, you saw me. I talked about it on CNBC. I'm actually bullish on what the long term is. I know you're not quite as bullish on on Twitter, but my view around all of this is what happened was he kept getting pressure. Now suddenly he's like stepping down. There's some rumors floating around. Uh, you know, Ben Thompson talked about it in his newsletter today. There's some rumors floating around that basically like some of the board or somebody leaked it to CNBC, who broke the news at like just before market open. Stock spiked at the market open, like up 10% or something like that. Then it got announced two hours later that Parag Agarwal, the CTO, who's been around for all of the challenges that Twitter had, mm -hmm. was taking on the CEO role. And the stock closed down 2%. So there was this massive swing. And then today, again, it's down several points. Mm -hmm. And so clearly the market is not responding very well to what the future looks like. Because I think the hope was that the future for Twitter was going to look very different than the past. That they were going to focus a lot more on you know driving direct response, driving more signal through the platform, um, increasing the revenue uh, potential, driving more growth. And... I think the general response now is that maybe that's not going to happen, and maybe there's an environment where you know we're not going to see that in the same way. I think I gotta say I was surprised that um, like Parag was was the choice. I actually thought it was going to be Kayvon, mm. who is the chief product officer, who Stanford classmate of mine. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know him personally? No, I don't know yeah. him very well personally, but yeah. Yeah, I know him. I know him well, and he he's he's awesome, and he's a great product person. Um, interesting that they chose someone technical to be the CEO. Yeah. That was just kind of an interesting. It is interesting, yeah. and I think 
it's part of the market response, right? The product side is their huge potential angle because Twitter for me, like if you imagine what the bull case for Twitter looks like, like how does Twitter become a $200 stock or $150 stock? It's by being the super app of the knowledge creator economy, the information creator economy. It is today the central point of discovery for anyone that's in that world of knowledge creators. It's the place where you're generating the most um, discovery for new people coming in. It's where you're engaging the most. And then you're using it to funnel people into your paid things. But now Twitter is starting to roll out products where... You can start to monetize with a review newsletter. You can do the super follows, the Twitter blue, like you can create more engaging content, keep people on the platform, longer form things. And so the product angle, what you just brought up of like Kayvon running more things is pretty interesting for them as a, as a play, because as you have better products, as you have more engaging products, what that does on the revenue side is it allows more signal to be drawn out of the platform, which enables advertisers to actually target more effectively. That drives up direct response, and mm -hmm. suddenly you're able to actually monetize the users more. There's more engaging content, which means there's more user growth. And so that's a pretty exciting thing, too. Twitter is just so frustrating for me because I'm like, it's two to three product features away from being like a $200 billion company. Right? And when you open up the app, yes, they like, okay, they launch spaces, they launch super follows. They launch blue, but it's like these are so actually I'll give them credit to, on spaces like yeah. that actually was really well executed. But the app basically feels the same. Yeah, like it basically is the same app. And when you think of like, you know, Instagram, uh, Facebook, even um, companies like that, like they're TikTok, like they're constantly innovating. So I just I can't be I'm not really bullish you know, if we're saying, am, am I bearish or bullish? Like, I love Twitter. Yeah. There's like, it's so obvious what they could be doing. They could be like professional social networking kind of vibe, like more more towards like a LinkedIn uh, experience. They could, I know they're doing some Web3 stuff, but they could be like really, really taking a bet there. Um, but I just, I mean, I if I just look at the last 10 years and just see what they've shipped, they're just, the velocity isn't there. But now the velocity sort of is there, right? It, it definitely for the first nine I don't years know. of that ten-year period. Do you period, have Twitter Blue? I do have Twitter Blue. Yeah. And like, would you? What do you think of that product? Um, I like the ability to undo tweets. It doesn't feel like a huge advancement. I like the ad-free reading that comes with it um, through articles. But beyond that, I mean, it's not a huge advancement. But I think a lot of people are using it. I got to change the color of my app icon. That was the other big one. I mean, dropped. I, I I honestly look at Twitter Blue and I'm like. Is are you serious? <laughs> like, is this a joke? Like, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's to, to me, it's less about what they've actually launched and more about the fact that they're actually launching things. That's that's where my head is at. Can of we, like, can at we, least they're showing. Can things. we raise the bar for yeah. Twitter? Like, yes. Can we can we raise the bar for Twitter? Like, <laughs> our bar is so low yeah. for this for this company. No other company we would have this bar this this low. Yeah. Um. This I, is, I, I totally agree with you. This is like, it's reminding me of this framework. Uh, ben Thompson just talked about it, and it's an old Mark Andreessen framework, which is so good around this, which is like the whole product market fit framework. And Andreessen had talked about way back in the day how there was like two eras of a company. There's before product market fit and after product market fit. And Ben Thompson, I thought, talked about it really well when he said, basically Twitter in some sense, like hit product market fit too quickly. 
and then had no incentive to continue grinding away at it to find new nuances and make changes quickly. And so it hit this struggle point of, like it literally was the perfect product from the get-go. And especially for that era, they hit it so quickly and people loved it so much, the like microblogging for breaking news, quick things, that they never had that grind of like having to keep innovating and adapting. Compare it to a Snap who like had some product market fit but hadn't really figured out the business and kept innovating very, very quickly because they had this constant urge to continue to find new product market fit and new segments. Twitter never had that. So suddenly it lost its entrepreneurial urge very early in its trajectory, and now it's trying to restart it, and it's pretty difficult to do, as you're, as you're saying. Yeah, it's difficult to do, and it, and it, it requires organizational change. Like It requires yeah. like you know new people, new energy, and... I don't know enough about what's going on inside Twitter to yeah. know if they have the right people. And I don't know if this CTO is going to be, you know, the person for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's product oriented and he's got that energy, then like I may be a little bit bullish to neutral. But if he is not product oriented, um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the neutral to bearish on Twitter right okay. now. Stock is what forty. Well, let's let's close out with that on this. So make your prediction of the future. One year from today. So today is November thirtieth. One year from today, the stock is currently trading at forty three dollars and fifty five cents as we sit here. Um, basically, over the life of the stock, it's where it was when it went public like i think it went public at like 40 and it's at 43 it's it kind of had the huge trough donald trump breathed some life back into it it spiked hit 60 plus in uh you know er earlier part of 2021 now it's down at 43 one year from today and five years from today where do you have the stock and why one year not financial advice not financial (laughs) advice one year from today it's trading at 43.59 right now yeah 43.58 43.58. All right. I give it 58.43 one year from now. Okay. So, it, you know, it gets a bump. Okay. But I think it gets a bump because social gets a bump, not okay. because Twitter is, you know, releasing tons of stuff. Um, so lags behind lags the behind. stock performance of Snap and Facebook? I think Facebook outperforms okay. uh, Twitter. Okay. And then five years from now, I think it's exact. It's exactly where we are today. It's like forty three fifty seven or whatever. Like Twitter is one of those companies that I think just ends up um, kind of coasting, you know. And unless, unless this guy mm-hmm. is is the savior. Um, but yeah, that's my gut on it. Okay, you. Uh, I'm gonna go on the other end of the spectrum here. I've got Twitter. 100 plus a year from now. Again, not financial advice. 100 plus. I think there's 100% upside from here. Um, And five years from now, I've got it at 200. So do you think it outperforms or underperforms Facebook or Meta? I think it it outperforms all of the other social platforms. Okay. That's my hot take. Um, I, I think there's so much untapped potential here. And people want it to be amazing. People haven't left. In all the 10 years of this product being pretty bad and not innovating, people are there. And now all of a sudden, there's starting to be glimmers of it being slightly more engaging and people are hyped on it. 
not the stock yet, but the business, I actually think, like, I think there's a separation of business and stock here. And I think the business is going to start showing a bunch of potential and the stock might follow. And so like that, that's why I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a $200 billion company. What's the market cap right now? Let's look. Market cap today is $34 billion. I think this could be a $200 billion company. If only, Seems ridiculous. If only we can create a Twitter DAO yeah. and buy the company, make it community owned, <laughs> and actually run the ship like it should be, run the ship like it should be run, mm -hmm. then I think you're right. We could create a DAO to buy a board seat so that we would have <laughs> How much does a board seat cost? I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if we formed a DAO and made enough noise around it if we could convince them to give us a board seat as the DAO. As a community, right? Like, it would why, be kind why, of interesting. Why is it, think about this, why is it that the community, the Twitter community, doesn't have a seat on the board? It's, it's, kind of a it's almost ridiculous. Idea. It's kind of a fascinating idea. Why don't we actually, we should go into the community after this, and I want to talk about this. Packy McCormick hit me up, my boy, after you see this drop, let's talk about doing this. We uh, we form a DAO to take a, I know he's a Twitter bull too, by the way, because I've talked to him about this before, but um, we, we form a DAO to go take a Twitter board seat. And we position it to them. We go talk to Brett Taylor, the new chairman of the board, right. who's a Stanford grad, by the way, and um, someone I think very highly of. We get us get at least get a seat in the room and have a discussion with them of the community should own one of the board seats. Totally. And we form a DAO, raise enough money to go do it, and we take a board seat to drive Twitter in the right direction. I mean, if Constitution DAO could raise forty million in a week, could we raise four hundred million in a month? Do you think, I don't even know if we need 400 million. We might be able know. to do it with a lot less and, and convince them that it's worth doing and we can show enough support by raising some amount of money to go do it and go take the board seat and see if we can create some change around the product. All right. I think it's pretty interesting. Cool. All right. All right. Twitter DAO, we are going to buy a Twitter board <laughs> seat. Um, that's the takeaway from today. Uh, really enjoyed doing this first special episode and uh, hope you learned something from it. If you're interested in getting involved in the Twitter board seat DAO, hit us up in the community, trwih.com to join. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. See ya. CapChase is the financing solution for fast growing startups. Their main product, CapChase Grow, allows you to tap into future revenue today so that you can reinvest in your business and scale more quickly. There's not a lot of paperwork and it's easy to set up and get started on. You don't have to waste time with fundraising and there's no dilution ever. To get started today, go to capchase.com room. CapChase scales with you, allows you to grow faster. Go get it today. I hate banking. Most banking products suck. So when I was starting all these new businesses and going on this new adventure, I turned to Mercury. Mercury is banking for founders by founders. They make everything so easy in a beautiful, elegant design. There's free wires, virtual and physical debit cards. They even have a raising platform where they will connect you with other investors out in the ecosystem. Have you tried Mercury? I have. And let's be honest, when you log into traditional banking websites and apps, it's hideous. When I go into Mercury, it's like a walk in the park. So I love using it, it feels fresh, and I can't use anything else. You should definitely check it out at mercury.com. It will completely change the game for your banking experience. I guarantee it. Join our free community at trwih.com.